everybody. How's it going? Um, welcome to my very sterile office. <laughs> I'm going to record a video today that ranks my burst or Nova damage builds against each other. So for those who don't know, every time I do a weekly character build, I will always put them in a like master comparison spreadsheet to compare them to other builds that I've done of that type. So for example, if it's a sustained damage focused build, then I will compare them to other sustained DPR builds that I've done um, to see how they how they compare. If it's a tank build, um, you know, compare them to other tanks to see how their survivability stacks up against each other, etc. So earlier this week, I did a Way of the Ascendant Dragon Monk build that was that was focused on burst damage, Nova damage. Um, and when I went to put them in the spreadsheet, I realized that they're just wasn't enough room to fit them in the spreadsheet. I, I had run out of space. <laughs> so similar to what I did um, many, many months ago, I had to do the same thing with my sustained damage builds. I had too many of them. I had to split them up, and so I ranked them there. Um, I decided, okay, I think it's time to split these up into two tiers here and uh, so that we can create a little more space in the spreadsheet so it's a little more user-friendly, it's a little more readable. So as far as how I do this, it's very oversimplified. It's just a very simple number that takes an average of all of the damage that they do from armor classes, enemy armor classes 10 through 25 at levels 6, 9, 13, and 17 when I do my damage reports and just takes all those numbers and averages them all into one single number and that's their score and that's how I separate them. It's imperfect but I didn't want it to be overly complicated and to that end I have not created an extensive script for this. Um, I've created some notes that you'll see me glancing at here uh, and I'm not going to heavily edit this because I just don't have five hours to dedicate to editing a video, another video this week. So you're going to get a lot more ums and likes and maybe awkward pauses. Um, but it's just, it's a fun exercise that helps me kind of split these into two for usability purpose, but then also um, just kind of revisit and reminisce uh, about some of my favorite builds that I've done over the last year or so. Um, maybe provide a little post-mortem, post-script type thoughts about them as I look back on them. Um, so yeah, let's jump in. Um, I've done 14 Nova damage builds to date, and coming in at the lowest average damage number is the Whippoorwill. The Whippoorwill Rogue. Um, this was a lot of fun. This was one that I did with my friend Randall Hampton, who's a fantastic artist. It was a collaboration video where I basically um, presented the build live while he drew art for it, and, and and did a fine job for it as well, if I if I do say so. Um, this was this was my attempt to optimize a character around the whip and so they were primarily a rogue with some bard levels and a splash of paladin um, basically the concept was you fly over enemies and because you you have range but also a finesse weapon um, you can you know get your sneak attack damage for big smites but also stay relatively safe and at a distance um, this build deserves an asterisk by it because even though the numbers were pretty low by comparison, 
on average, they could also burst more frequently than I think any other build that I've done. And and in fact, like the, the builds at the very bottom of this list here and the ones at the very top both need asterisks and, and caveats and qualifiers. Um, as I'll I'll explain when I get there. But yes, that's number fourteen, the Whippoorwill. Uh, at number thirteen, we have the Way of the Ascendant Dragon Monk that I just did earlier this week. Uh, this one too probably needs an asterisk because it could burst more frequently than most builds that I did. But also, the burst damage was was done to you know, when I crunched the numbers, it was calculating for three enemies. So it was total damage done to three enemies, right? As opposed to single target, which was a little unique. Um, of course, the damage might go up if you could get more than three enemies in your area of effect. But, you know, like I said on Twitter, I think uh, this is probably the closest that we will come outside of high level spells, I suppose to feeling like an actual dragon in game, right? You, you, you were a dragonborn, you could fly, kind of fly over your enemies and strafe them with lots of blasts of your dragon breath. Um, and even fear, like, you know, dragons have, have a dragon fear ability too, so it was very draconic, not surprisingly. Um, I stand by my statement that it would be a lot of fun to play. It's super thematic and flavorful, even if the numbers aren't Amazing. Um, I think they're good enough to make the character not just fun to play in game, but also viable and useful for a team. Anyway, uh, at number 12, we have the Storm Sorcerer Tempest Cleric with a score of 115. I don't think I mentioned the Ascendant Dragon score was 114. Uh, Storm Tempest, 115. This was... To date, my fastest video to ever hit 30,000 views. Um, you know, I, it's funny because I, I've been getting requests to do a Storm Sorcerer Tempest Cleric since since I started the channel over a year ago. And I always put it off because I was like, Storm, Sor Storm Sorcerer suck. <laughs> I don't want to do this. But I, I, I underestimated um, how many people wanted to see it anyway. I should have done it sooner. So yeah, this was obviously a Storm Sorcerer with Tempest Cleric. They did big max damage, like lightning chromatic orbs, right? Coupled with um, the the Tempest Cleric's uh, Destructive Wrath uh, for big big chromatic orb damage, but then also big blooming <laughs> big booming blade weapon attacks um, together in a single round. And yeah, I had a lot of fun with it, and I think it turned out pretty good. I I think. If you're going to play a suboptimal subclass um, in the name of you know sticking to a theme, uh, you you could do a lot worse than uh, the storm sorcerer mixed with a with a tempest cleric. Although admittedly the numbers probably would have been better if I would have gone with a different <laughs> a different subclass, but that's okay because numbers aren't everything. Have I taught you nothing? <laughs> All right, at number where are we? Number <laughs> I better number these. <laughs> 11. At number 11, we have the other monk burst damage build that I've done, the Mercy Monk, with a score of 120. I played this build in a one-shot a couple of months ago, and it was, oh, it was so fun. It it just satisfied all, 
of my wildest monkish fantasies. And it was really powerful. It really was. I, I was actually, I was a little surprised when I saw the aggregate number that, that Mercy Monk didn't come in a little bit higher. Um, and I think the reason is because it does really well early. But then, like all monks, um, you know, once you get into those kind of upper levels of play, they just don't scale very well. Uh, despite my attempts to find ways to kind of prop up uh, the subpar damage that, that monks do as they level. Um, still, it was, I think, a very viable build, a lot of fun, loved playing it myself in-game. Um, and, and also, the nice thing about this Mercy Monk, this, I think, was the first Nova build that I ever did that kind of does big Nova damage, and then when your Nova round's over, like, you have these other cool things you can do. It's not just go back to sort of subpar DPS, DPR, now damage per round. Um, but now you can be a healer if you want and support your allies, you know, heal them, maybe stun enemies, obviously, with some control and things like that. Um, and in a way that gave some fun sort of versatility, I think, to the playstyle itself so that you could do big, huge damage and then do other things. And I don't know, that was cool. And it ended up sort of resurfacing that idea I feel like has resurfaced in a few other builds since then, but I think the Mercy Monk was the first one that kind of did that, if I'm remembering right. Maybe that was the Spore Beast. That was a sustained damage build. Anyway, um, okay, at number 10 then, cracking the top 10 was the Death Knight with a score of 126. Um, the Death Knight video held the record for a really, really long time for like most views in a single day. And, and in the first week, too. In fact, I remember being a little frustrated by that for several weeks and even a couple of months after the Death Knight that, I, that nothing I did would, was performing as well as that one did. Uh, it was the first video I ever did that hit 10,000 views in a single day. Um, this was mostly a Grave Cleric splashed with some Rune Knight, Fighter, and a Conquest Paladin. Um, Big, huge, sort of straightforward damage with a greatsword, you know, thanks to, like, smite coupled with path to the grave uh, vulnerability that grave clerics get. Um, you just action surge, use that, and then big, huge weapon attack with smite. Um, yeah, super reliable, just sort of straightforward destruction, and um, I think would be a lot of fun to play. Coming in at number nine, another one that surprised me that, that the score wasn't higher was my Bladesinger Nova. You know, I waited a really long time to do another Bladesinger video because I was a little nervous about cannibalizing um, the success of my Bladesinger 2.0 video. I'll link to that there, I suppose. Um, although, if you're watching this video, I'm sure you've probably seen it. It's easily um, my my most popular video of of all time, at least at the time of this recording, and I think maybe forever. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I didn't want to like cannibalize Bladesing. You know, people who are interested in Bladesinger were watching that, and I thought, well, maybe if I pull them over to this, then that will kind of curtail. The Bladesinger 2.0 continues uh, to perform out uh, to outperform every other video that I make, other than like the most recent, you know, ones from the last week or two. So, I guess I didn't have anything to worry about. Though I, I cringe when I watch that Bladesinger 2.0 because I don't know that it was it was early on in the channel's history. Really, it was about a year ago now, and and the lighting is terrible, and I, I you know, I, I was still. <laughs> 
erroneously um, assuming that that most of us might be able to do elven accuracy and custom lineage and I know that some of you have asked me to kind of update that and do like a bladesinger 3.0 to fix that and maybe a couple other things if I would tweak um, I might one day I don't know that it's it's a it's real it's, I don't know that it's really high on my to-do list right now but I don't know we'll see anyways um, I love blade singers I love them so much that's still to date the the most fun I've had playing a character in a campaign um, and I especially love using shadow blade with blade singers and 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 I was thrilled with this build, the Bladesinger Nova, to find a way to just continue using Shadowblade Shadow uh, throughout the character's career, right? Animate objects, be damned, you know, other high-level concentration spells didn't care about because um, in a burst damage capacity, it just worked really, really well. Um, multiclassing out of Wizard is always hard. I think probably the hardest class to multi-class out of maybe next to monk because of key points and how important those are but you know with wizard especially i think of all casters uh, like the next spell is just on the horizon and, and stepping away from it for any purpose is just it's hard um and especially maybe with the blade singer but but if you're confident that your nova round at least will be better off with just the second level spell shadow blade that you've got it it became a little bit easier to do and so yeah this was you know blades this was a blade singer coupled with a um with a blah, 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 a fighter <laughs> come on brain you can do it battle master fighter um, that took advantage of not only the extra burst damage you'd get from your maneuvers, but particularly the thrown, or the toss weapon or whatever uh, battlemaster maneuver, um, coupled with a shadow blade, just led to lots of attacks, and, and it was fun and powerful. I played this actually in our 20,000 subscriber sort of PvP celebration. If you haven't seen it, check it out there. That was fun, um, and I think I played it to pretty good effect. I was outshined by a character that's going to show up later in this. Uh, in this list but um, anyway it's a lot of fun so much versatility and also damage potential with blade singers um, actually speaking of really funny story last week <laughs> I received what I think is my favorite comment of all time um, on on of any comment in the channel uh, by someone who mentioned that they played this character the blade singer Nova build um, in a like a one-shot Strahd campaign like a mini strad one shot that they did uh, in 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 his group <laughs> and when they got to strad um strad promptly used dominate person on him and like took control of his character and then he turned and like one shot and one of his allies <laughs> and then proceeded to kill the other two of his party members as well <laughs> Oh, it had me laughing really hard for a really long time, and I kind of felt bad. But um, so yeah, if <clears throat> if you were the victims of um, this particular blade singer, I sincerely apologize, but also thank you profusely for um, providing me with such great entertainment and joy. So anyway, that was that was good stuff. 
Okay, <clears throat> moving on to number eight. That was my chair, I promise. Uh, the Catch-22. So with a score of 142, the Catch-22, you know, I said this when I created the video, and I think it's still true. This is at the very top of my I want to play this next list. Like, next time we start a new campaign and a longer campaign, I think I'm going to play this character, unless I come up with something else between now and whenever that happens. Um, I played it in a one-shot also, and it was so fun. It was, you know, pushing enemies around and into a situation where they're like, damned if they do, damned if they don't. just felt powerful and kind of unique and, I don't know, fun and also funny. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, who knew, who knew Cloud of Daggers could, could be such a great spell if, if you use it right, right? I didn't, anyway. I'm sure many of you did. But yeah, the, for those who don't know, this was like a Sorkadin... So sorcerer, paladin, but also fighter, bard, <laughs> um, who would booming blade and smite while pushing enemies into a cloud of daggers that they had summoned just behind them um, with like a huge maul. And yeah, it was like going golfing for goblins. I don't know. It was, it was awesome and fun. And um, yeah, if you have not checked it out, I think you should. In fact, that video, I was kind of surprised it didn't do better i mean it's 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 fine but um yeah if you haven't seen that one you should check it out it was it was fun but at number eight also with a score of 142 but it beats out the catch 22 by a fraction of a point um we have the the one that i think i'm maybe the most proud of of all of my builds to date and it's the needler so at least the core concept here, I think, was was just, it worked out really well. And it just was so much fun to sort of realize all of these things and put them all together. I Right before the Needler video, I put out a, a little short, which for me is not very short, usually. But anyway, it was kind of talking about um, why thrown weapons suck. And then I proceeded to, a couple days later, release a video like on a thrown weapon build, right? Using the dart. And... It was really cool to find a way to make the dart not only like viable, but actually better than any other weapon option, at least with that build and what the character was trying to accomplish. Um, you know, coupled with some clever net use, uh, it, it just felt really awesome. And I, I will admit, the build does get a little wonky at later levels. I I was so impressed by the initial damage at the like the level six damage report that I was like, I gotta keep this going. I can't you know plateau. And so I got a little scrambly, desperate. I think as I was trying to in, incorporate like the poisoner feat in a way that probably wasn't very practical and user friendly. Um, but yeah, this was a this was a. Battlemaster fighter coupled with a Gloomstalker ranger and an assassin rogue, um, and it it just pumps out really impressive damage right out the gate, um, and was a lot of fun. My my friend Scott, who plays with us in our Tales of an Area uh, live action or live action <laughs> live play uh, campaign, um, he played the Needler in our 10k subscriber gauntlet, uh, the PVE gauntlet that we did. That was a lot of fun. And and this build was definitely the, the VIP of that. It just it devastated everything. Um, it was a lot of fun to see in action. So anyway, at number whatever we are, is it seven? 
at number seven. Six, five. <laughs> Dang it, I'm off again. <laughs> at number six, with a score of 152, was the Lockedon Bard. Um, this character has a very special place in my heart because they were the one that sort of started my current fascination with Nova builds. Um, before this, the only Nova build that I'd ever done was the Assassiner, which I'm going to get to in a minute, um, and that was months and months before. And and that Assassiner build, I think it was like the fifth video I ever did, was more of a thought experiment exercise in silliness than something I actually thought I'd ever play in game. I I fell in love with this, with the Lockedon, so much that I decided to play it in our current uh, Tales of Venaria campaign. Um, so yeah, this is the this is the build that Ceridon, Cere, is modeled after. Uh, a Hexblade, Paladin, Bard, Whispers Bard. Um, that said, Having played through seven levels of it now, at this point, I think I'm probably going to go Sorcerer instead of Bard. Spoiler alert. I should put spoiler alerts before I actually give a spoiler. Anyway. Um, I'll miss out on the Psychic Blades damage that Whispers Bard gave and the other fun stuff that Bards bring, but our group right now is very lacking in like area of effect damage. Nobody's got a fireball, you know. Um, and we could really use someone that could just throw out a fireball once in a while when the situation calls for it. Not to mention the other cool like control spells and things that you can get as a sorcerer. But but more than that, actually, even I think I really want to grab Quicken Spell for this build so I can start making weapon attacks like right in round one. I don't know. We'll see. I'm still on the fence about it a little bit. Um, but that's kind of my, my current plan. But yeah, this was just, you know, kind of your typical cover yourself in darkness and go crit fishing with Hexblade's curse on somebody. Um, and when you land a crit, you smite for a bazillion damage. And uh, so far it's been a lot of fun, although I just barely, like last session that we played, hit level 7 and finally got Divine Smite. So I'm looking forward to playing, well for us it's tomorrow night, and uh, trying out my new toy. Alright, at number 5. We have the Vengeance Paladin, the Oath of Vengeance Paladin that I just did a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's only two weeks old, and it's it's really high up the list. That's that's impressive to me. And you know, I always thought, I always used to think that Vengeance Paladins were overrated. Yeah, mea culpa. I mean, you only get advantage on a one enemy per short rest. That sucks for sustained DPR. That doesn't do anything for me, right? And and. Of course, I used to be super fascinated and fixated on uh, sustained damage builds um, that I still love. But, uh, you know, now that I've sort of, I think, evolved a little bit and learned to appreciate the value of a Nova damage build in game, um, and, and I took a closer look at the Vengeance Pally's spell list, I mean, this, this subclass is just made for blowing stuff up. It really is. I combined it, as you probably know, with the Echo Knight, just for ridiculous burst. So many, way too many attacks in a single round. Um, 
and 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 for those of you who who complain that Equinite's overpowered and things and that you don't allow it at your table or whatever, like that's fine. This I think this build is still really strong, and you could you could multi-class it with like a Battlemaster or something else and still just get crazy strong Nova burst damage, coupled with all of the just innate defensive and support functionality that Paladins already bring. It ended up being a more well-rounded character than most of my build. It's just super, super strong. Coming in at number four, then, with a score of 191 average damage over its life, was the Flamethrower Sorcerer. I have always been surprised that this video didn't do a little better than it ended up doing for whatever reason. You know, I would say that of all of my Nova builds, this one is the strongest single target damage build I've done to date that comes with no asterisks or caveats. So in a way, I almost feel like this might be the best burst damage build that I've done for pure numbers, single target. Everything above this, as we'll get into, kind of comes with some serious, this only works in these situation type caveats. Not this one. Um, it just annihilates everything all the time. Uh, and, and it's another one that I am really proud of, I think. And, I mean, it's not like no one has ever thought about, you know, using the Scorching Ray spell to great effect, which this primarily did. But I am a little surprised that I don't see it talked about more than it is on, you know, D&D subreddits and 3D6 and things like that. Very few spells actually apply multiple hits, right, with a single casting. It's it's kind of like this and Eldritch Blast. Um, and when you can couple that with some nice on-hit damage, it scales so well as you upcast it that, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's devastating. Um, and, and not only that, but it, it brings, of course, outside of your Nova Round, a lot of other power inherent in just having access to the sorcerer spell list. It's not as good as the wizard spell list, I know, but there's still a lot of good stuff in there. Um, Tori, my friend Tori, played this build in our 20k subscriber PvP extravaganza celebration, and she basically won the contest by herself with this character. Um, it, yeah, it was, we all just kind of sat around and watched her kill everything it felt like to me anyway so anyway a lot of fun if you haven't checked out flamethrower i strongly recommend it but now we're coming into the top three and so i guess the bronze medalist um for the purposes of this exercise would be the assassiner with 202 average damage um again my first and for a very very long time only burst damage build um, up until the Lockedon, as I've mentioned. So this was this was an assassin rogue, sorcerer, paladin, gloomstalker, ranger. And again, I made it almost jokingly, like trying to see just how high could I theoretically pump damage in a single round. Um, and the funny thing about it, looking back, is I actually did it wrong. And I realized it right after I posted the video, but if I would have sacrificed a couple of sorcerer levels to take two levels in fighter so I could get action surge, um, I would have broken potentially a thousand damage in a single round by level 20. Um, it, w it would have been, you know, over 500 damage on average. Uh, yeah, rookie mistake. 
what can I say? Um, now, the, the big asterisk or caveat with this one is that you would only hit those levels if you had surprise on your enemy, right? So obviously that's going to be highly situational depending on your table, who you're playing with, what the campaign's like, uh, you know, how willing your DM is, let, is going to be to let you get surprise regularly. Um, still, I did have a commenter once who told me that a player at his table used this to take out the final boss in his campaign in a single round. <laughs> it might have been a one-shot campaign, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, I couldn't quite tell if he was mad at me or like grudgingly impressed. Maybe both, but uh, anyway, I thought it was awesome nonetheless. So yeah, the assassin, that was a that was a that was a crazy one. Um, and yet it is beat out by number 2 with 221. Uh, aggregate score here, the Evocation Wizard. Um, this was my first like area of effect Nova damage build. Um, again, like the Ascended Dragon Monk, the total damage was against three targets, and so that's the big asterisk there, right? Big damage, but you know you're talking damage split that that much damage split up between three characters. Um, I did this and the flamethrower like back to back right after I did my burst damage spells analysis video. Uh, I'll link to that there, I guess. Uh, to, to pretty good effect, I think. That 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 video, that analysis video, helped me put together two of what I think are my stronger um, Nova damage builds. So anyway, multiple big blast area spells per turn meant lots and lots of dead enemies. Uh, with no risk of hurting your friends, thanks to the you know evocation wizard, um, it was a it was a primarily a wizard, but with uh, dips into fighter and actually even tempest cleric later on. I don't know when you want to kill lots of enemies at once. I can't think of a better build to do it. But that leaves us with number one. So the gold medal winner here of my silly little rank my nova builds list is the crit lander of course of course it's the crit lander what else would it be on this channel <laughs> with a score of 243 um i mean was there ever any doubt really okay of course this build has a massive asterisk even bigger i think than the assassin which was you were only hitting these crazy high numbers against humanoids right because in case you missed this it was a like a devotion paladin uh divine soul sorcerer splashed with some echo knight uh, who would use hold person with a quicken spell and then just auto crit smite someone to the moon um it was a lot of fun to build the thumbnail was fantastic. Kudos to my friend Preston for, for doing it. Um, although, yeah, of course, the reality is that this would not work so well against non-humanoid enemies. Uh, and most of the enemies that you fight in D&D are not humanoids, uh, outside of like a humanoid heavy campaign, right? Uh, the numbers were about 25% less, give or take, against other creature types. So not half. Um, still really strong, but not quite this crazy high probably most of the time in most of your encounters. And speaking of Critlander, <laughs> I did have somebody tweet at me 
couple of days ago, um, a picture of like the monk form of Bahamut, the the Grandmaster of Flowers, and he was laughing and he was like, "It's funny that monk is your favorite uh, character or your favorite class, and you look exactly like this artist's rendition anyway of this you know uh, dragon monk." And I laughed because you know what, he's right. I can totally see the similarity. And I was like, man, I would, I would way rather be compared to Bahamut than Homelander. Thank you very much. So um, yeah, let's see if we can make that happen. But anyway, you know, even though the damage here was just against humanoids, and so maybe in a campaign you're not going to see damage quite so high on a regular basis. If you are ever playing a PvP match, you should 100% roll this character and just destroy your poor friends. And if you're ever in a PvP match where someone else uses this build, or you think they might, um, I really hope that you went with one of like the new non-humanoid races, like the fairy or something, or else you might be in really big trouble. So anyway, that's it. That's all 14 of them. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed watching and had fun with it. Uh, just as a, as a note, um, I'm not going to be putting out a sliding into my DMs video this week again, I know, sorry, uh, because I just don't have time to do this and that. Um, so anyway, we'll get back to that next week. But in the meantime, I love you guys. You're fantastic. Thanks so much for supporting me so that I could create all of these fun, uh, interesting character builds, and I'm really looking forward to continuing to do so for a long time to come. So anyway, have a fantastic day, and we'll see you soon. Take care.